Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, you can make a $5 NBA Moneyline bet and you're going to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you use promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. I'm not going to lie, even though my job's really cool most days, I'm kind of dreading this one because I know I'm going to get roasted for my baseball team today. Um, I I only caught some of uh, what went down last night. What happened with the Phillies, Susie? The Phillies did not get a hit, but the what the Astros did cannot be called a no-hitter. It's a combined no-hitter, and that's not as exciting as a real no-hitter. That is definitely different than what we typically think of as uh, as a no-hitter. Yeah, that was uh, – it was history. It was – man, we, we got it in game three, and then we got it in game four in a way in which none of us would have ever possibly – Imagine, I mean, really, the the only way we can continue with this kind of streak is an unassisted triple play in game five, right? (laughs) Like, that's the only way we could possibly match the insanity that we've seen in the last 48 hours in the World Series in Philadelphia. Yeah, this baseball has been incredible. This has been a really exciting World Series, two historic games right in a row. And yeah, the Astros definitely got their revenge on the Phillies in game four for what they did in game three. I said it going into the world series. I thought the playoffs maybe, you know, uh, lacked a little something going into the world series. Uh, there was only, there was only the one, uh, Yankees guardians that went the full distance. Every one out, every, uh, other series was a sweep or one more than the minimum. And this world series is definitely making up for it. I hope it goes the full seven so that we can, we can truly call it a classic. We got a lot to break down with the no hitter, uh, all kinds of shenanigans that you're seeing down there in Philadelphia to talk mm-hmm. about. And of course, preview game five, but, uh, yeah, game four, uh, it, it started off on a good note. Let's, let's, let's try to set the vibe a little bit positive. Yeah. Chicken yeah. Lines and chase Utley came to throw out the first pitch, which was nice to see. And this was so cool because, I mean, these are just, these are dudes that Philly absolutely loves. But then Miles Teller and Rob McElhenney were the catchers for those first pitches. That was so cool. Yeah, they've been, people have been showing up for the Phillies. And we've seen uh, so many great celebrations of Philly past, and it's been so fun. Charlie Manuel on hand there, uh, manager mm-hmm. in 2008. And yes, Mac gets two catches. He's had now uh, two games of catch with Chase Utley here. So uh, that, that's <laughs> yes. one of his character. You know what? Um, uh, such a great, just like that was like peak always sunny. And that was like peak Philadelphia Phillies back then. So that was, that was cool to relive for sure. <laughs> I actually, I remember going to a, a random Phillies game and it was McElhaney and Danny DeVito both throughout the first pitch. <laughs> just, just kind of random. No, Chase Utley wasn't there to catch it or anything like that, but still, uh, that was interesting. So how did Houston get their five runs? They did win five, nothing. We'll talk about the nothing in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all happened in the top of the fifth. Chase McCormick, Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, three consecutive singles. And that was the night for Aaron Nola. You know, again, up to that point, uh, you know, was was okay, but but Nola, uh, you know, is going to get hung on uh, those those earned runs because he mm-hmm. was the guy who let them on. First run comes across with a RBI HBP by Jordan that Alvarez, my MVP pick. 
That was that was brutal to see because it really was such a pitcher's duel up until those those hits that Nola gave up to. So to see the Astros score for the first time in what thirteen innings, the first time they score in thirteen innings was on a hit by pitch. That was brutal to see for yeah, sure. He did, he did not have to lean into that one or no, uh, get, he, get like Happy Gilmore and just stand in the middle of the batting cage. Oh yeah, no, that was that was that was a hit him right on the meat. Yeah, that I was don't know what that one. means. <laughs> Hit him in the meat. He did. I don't uh, know what that means. I regret saying it. <laughs> that that gets one across. Alex Bregman has the two RBI double. You get a sacrifice fly from Kyle Tucker. Uh, that that scores one. You want to take that one, obviously, uh, especially when you consider the fact that uh, he had two home runs there in game one. So uh, that's obviously quite positive to uh to keep his uh keep it to a minimum could have been a lot worse than that could have been a grand slam no you get the sacrifice rbi there uh to make it uh, for nothing and then Yulieski guriel has an rbi single that was pretty much all of uh, the runs that the astros would need on the night because christian javier was absolutely fantastic he was so good. I mean, it's just really crazy to see how good Astros pitching is. Just the whole rotation, so solid. It's really impressive. Um, but yeah, this was. I was curious to see how long he would he would stay in the game. I kind of thought that they would leave him in until he allowed a hit. But listen, we're not messing around in this World Series. No, yeah, you don't want to give any momentum back uh, in any way, especially in that ballpark with those fans with this team. So you understand why he only goes six innings, does not give up a hit or a run, walked two, struck out nine. And, you know, I, I don't know if his mom uh, has a DraftKings Sportsbook account, but apparently she <laughs> said before the game, you're going to throw a no-hitter tonight, honey. And, and, and uh, he did. He was a part of one. He was That's a, a cool. Of, he, was yeah. a part, he was a part of one for sure. A part of a, not a no-hitter, a combined no-hitter. That's right. You got you to gotta, you gotta call it by its full Christian name. That's it. So for, for Javier was the first individual no hit bid of six innings or more mm -hmm. in the world series since Jerry Kuzman of the miracle Mets in 1969. That's a long time ago. Nice. Very nice. Indeed. Very nice. And, uh, and the second combined no hitter this season for Christian Javier and uh, a group of relievers here that we'll get to in a second, a lot of weird, no hit combined, uh, cross section here between both the Astros and the Phillies uh, because Aaron Nola, the starter on Wednesday night for the Phillies, this is his second time being on the wrong end of a no hitter. He's had started the game uh, against the Mets earlier in the year in April when they got no hit, but Susie, here's some good news. Do you know what happened on the day after the Mets no hit the Phillies? What happened? Please remind me. Phillies won. So they yeah. bounced back. They bounced back quickly. Kind of hope the history repeats itself uh, in that way. Second time, uh, Nola was on the wrong end of a no-hitter. Hitter. The record is three by Zach Plezak last year, and only one other man had ever had uh, two times had that happened to him, Gaylord Perry's brother, Jim Perry. Uh, this, of course, was a no-hitter, not a perfect game, only perfect game in World Series or postseason history. Of course, 1956. Don Larson, the great Yogi Berra behind the plate, jumping up, leaping into his arms. Learned uh, just the other day on Monday night with a really cool, uh, somewhat of a saber presentation all about baseball cards. Don Larson, where was Don Larson before he threw a perfect game in New York in the World Series in 1956, the year prior? He was in Denver pitching for the Denver Bears. 
Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I missed that presentation on Monday, but that's cool. Encyclopedia Patrick, you never disappoint. I, I've got I've got more coming down the pike here each and every day. You can't can't learn too many new things. This is must see podcasting right here. That's it. Only other postseason no hitter uh, was not a combined one. It was by Roy Halladay, uh, mm -hmm. Philadelphia Phillies right. pitcher back in 2010. Right there at awesome. Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so it's actually the first ballpark uh, to see two postseason no hitters of any variety. Uh, in, in the history of the world. That, that's kind of neat. Uh, when Halliday did that in 2010, he did it against the Cincinnati Reds. Susie, who was the manager of the Cincinnati Reds at that time? Um, was it Dusty Baker? That's baseball. Come that on. That is crazy. Dusty Baker. I mean, I guess if you've been around this long, you're going to be around <laughs> to literally be a part of history repeating itself. That's pretty hilarious. We we may have to check. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident. I don't need to look this one up. But was Dusty Baker the last player to hit into an unassisted triple play in the World Series? The answer is no. But if we find out later tonight that you know he uh, he was, that would not surprise me at this point. Yeah, so that this, was... there's so many crazy storylines in this World Series for sure. Bullpen uh, did a nice job for Houston there, finishing off Brian Abreu in the seventh, struck out all three. Rafael Montero in the eighth, and then Ryan Presley. Gets the job done in the ninth for the history books. Combined, no hitter. Shocking. Susie, would you have left early in that game or would you no. have stayed to, to witness history? No. I, I mean, I would have. I, I'm going to stay no matter what. I'm not going to leave a game early, especially a World Series. Um, right. uh, there were definitely a lot of Houston fans that left early um, in game three. I would not have under any circumstances left a world series game early, no matter what was happening. Phillies fans are ruthless in that way mm -hmm. because I uh, went to a game. I want to say it was either 2011, 2012 Cincinnati Reds. Coincidentally, um, Travis Wood, a rookie at the time, he had a perfect game going into the ninth and the, at least half the stadium did not care about the perfect game. They wanted the they wanted the Phillies to win that game. And I'm like, guys, we you can win like the rest of the series. This is pretty cool. Like, let's kind of root for this perfect game, or at least let's not root for a hit or or a base runner. So again, th this is obviously much different. It's a World Series. You might even need to lay down a butt if you have to uh, to get mm -hmm. something going. Because five runs in that ballpark with this team in the World Series is not uh, uh, an, an unsurmountable lead. Like you can you can come back from something like that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was also watching that game knowing I'm like, listen, we don't call them the fight and fills for nothing. They fight. So until there was just one out left in that game in the ninth inning, I was like, there's still a chance. There's still a chance they do something ridiculous. But I did think it was funny at both in. So in game three, five home runs in the first five innings. Sorry about that. Uh, game three, first five home runs in the first five innings. And then the Astros get their five runs in the fifth inning. So five is the number five was what the Phillies were down by in game one when they mm -hmm. came back to win it. So, mm -hmm. uh, game five tonight, uh, could be the craziest one of them all. Look, the, the Phillies offense just, they, they got beat. Uh, Gene mm -hmm. Segura had the, uh, uh, the, the hardest hit ball or rather the best chance to get a hit. He had an expected batting average of nine ten there in the bottom of the eighth. Next highest was only 320. So it's not like, you know, Astros played, you know, incredibly tough defense. Uh, Philly struck out 14 times. That was kind of lost in that. That's only the 19th time in World Series history a team has struck out 14 times in a game. It's only the 11th time it's happened in a nine-inning game. 
And uh, in both instances, whether you want to take extra inning games or just nine inning games, half of those, more than half of those instances have come in the last decade. Ten of the last 19 uh, have come in the last decade and six of the last 11 uh, in, in a nine inning game. Uh, have come in the last decade. So we know there's a lot more strikeouts and whatnot. Um, a lot of swing and miss there from the Phils. But you know, just so like much. just like the Astros bounce back, right? 7 nothing. Mm-hmm. you go, man, they're looking pretty listless. They get five runs in a bunch, throw a no-hitter. It's, it's, it would not be beyond it for the Phillies to come back and maybe have their own combined no-hitter because no Syndergaard, game five started tonight, will not be doing that on he- his own. He won't be throwing a, yeah, a nine inning no hitter for sure. But maybe, yeah, you never know what we'll see. Plus, Verlander's on the mound for the Astros tonight. And we know that his World Series performances um, are not what he would like to see. So I hope that we get kind of a little bit of a repeat of what he did in game one. I hope, personally. Alec Bohm, uh, he's been hitting the ball really hard. He did go 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. Uh, but I found it interesting that in the first three games, he had the hardest exit velocity in all three games. 109.5 double in game one, 107.4 single in game two, 109.2 homer, that big one, that seismic homer. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes. Uh, in game three, uh, but but shut down in, in game four. And, and the Phillies now have been no hit. In 11 straight innings, that now ties a World Series record with the 1939 New York Yankees uh, who did it. And, uh, yeah, so the Phillies did not get a hit in the final two innings on Tuesday night. So you were actually there for the start of history and didn't realize it in a way. (laughs) In a way. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I like this comment from Ethan a lot that I want to address. Um, He asks, do you guys expect tonight to be more exciting from a hitting or pitching side of things? Um, I'm going to go first. I think it's going to be explosive hit wise because I think both of these teams are fired up. I think the Phillies are going to come back angry. And I think it's going to be I think we're going to get like a little course field (laughs) at uh, Citizens Bank Park, the other course field. Are you bringing back Coors Field to Citizens Bank Park again? <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't have another grand to drop on tickets tonight. Ticket prices are crazy tonight. Um, yeah. So I'll be watching from somewhere else. But um, and it's not even a clincher. And it's not even a clincher. But yet, hey, World Series game in your backyard. Got to do what you can uh, to go. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it'll be uh, offensive heavy. Wouldn't surprise me if it was, uh, you know, like a, a – five, four game, maybe even a four, three game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we'll see a lot more action and maybe a lot more base runners. Uh, some guys stranded runners in scoring position. We'll see what kind of is going down with that, but I don't think we, uh, we're going to see another, uh, combined no hitter, uh, at all. But, uh, we know that you're going to see your, yourself having a wonderful time and you're going to see Colorado sports on each and every one of the televisions that we've got yes. down on the corner of Colfax, New York at the DNVR bar. If you're a member, now only 50 cents for your first month, you get uh, access to the members only discord. You get 15% off your tab there down at the DNVR bar. You get price breaks on all the Broncos tailgates, Nuggets party bus. We got four of those lined up. I'm sure we'll do something very similar for the Avs as well. And maybe we'll see what's going on with the Rockies next year. That could be a lot of fun. Get in on that action now with an annual membership. Uh, If you do want to go that route, you do get a free shirt from DNVR Locker dot com uh evoca tv is also uh one of our wonderful partners you can check out uh, the nuggets pregame show tonight um and and as well as uh the documentary a hundred invisible threads uh it's evoca.tv slash dnvr 
the the documentary is getting you know wonderful reviews. Kale was there. A whole group you know went over to Serbia to uh, to learn all kinds of behind the scenes stories about uh, Nikola Jokic and and get to understand him a little bit better and and go to his ranch uh, and, and see his uh, beautiful horses. All those things. Uh, it was absolutely uh, amazing time. And uh, uh, I've I've gotten through one and a half viewings. I, I've yes, I did go back to to start a second time. That is how much I enjoy it. So uh, for uh, a cinephile like myself, uh, I can't help but give it uh, two thumbs up. Amazing documentary. Again, you can uh, watch that on Evaca TV, Evaca.tv slash DNVR to watch your favorite Colorado sports teams, as well as DNVR content. It's $25 per month plus a $5 receiver. Uh, but if you use code DNVR, you're going to get yourself $10 off those first three months. And yet, it's still football season, so that's super important uh, to make sure that uh, you're drinking the beer of the season. That, of course, the Broncos Country Pale Ale show off that colorful Colorado legacy and support Colorado because Breck Brew is local, and their ingredients are local, 100% Colorado ingredients. It's your go-to for the orange season uh, for the football season. Love the Orange Crush logo. Can't can't uh, talk enough uh, about how great that is. I got a cap with it on it. So that's yeah, no, they how fond Breck I feel. always does a good job with their cans. They're always looking sharp for sure. But this is one of my favorite ones. They, their can game is on point and you can make Yo. sure that your can game is on point with their beer locator uh, over at www.breckbrew.com to find the Broncos country pale ale near you. Bryce Harper quiet there in game four, but he, uh, he tried to do it all in the second inning. He walked to lead off the second and you sort of got the sense that maybe, just maybe, uh, he would not see another pitch all night. They would just walk him every single at-bat. That wasn't the case. Uh, but he tried doing it all. Stole second base there to get himself in scoring position. Uh, that was somewhat of a rarity for the Phillies, Phillies last night. He did what he could. Brandon Marsh uh, in the next inning, in the bottom of the third, did the same thing where he walked uh, with one out, stole second base. Uh, and the only other base runner was uh, Kyle Schwarber in the ninth with one out. Uh, he was able to get on, but unfortunately, Philly's not able to do anything with that. Did you see the post-game comments uh, with Kyle Schwarber? Hey, oh, what's it like to be on the wrong side of history? You you know I saw that. And he Kyle Schwarber just fits in so perfectly with the personality of Philly because he said, I don't give a crap. He said the other word, the word that you have to bleep on TV. <laughs> That's right. Do you, yeah. do you know? So uh, this was something that I did not know until a couple of days ago. The whole uh, dancing by myself or dancing, dancing, dancing on, my, on own. my own. Yep. Do you know where the hell that comes from? Because yes. it, just, it just popped up and I did not know. I, I had to do the old Google search, but I go, I wonder if Susie knows. She has to know. Of course I she knows. Sure I, I, I know ahead of time as well. So you might as well tell folks the Kyle Schwarber inspired backstory. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the Red Sox, when Schorber was with the Red Sox, they would play that as a celebration song. So when the Phillies started getting hot towards the end of the season, he incorporated that into their celebrations. But now that the Phillies have been on such an incredible run, it's really become a rally song for the whole city of Philadelphia. Plus, it's such a great song. I love the Robin version. I love this this remix. But I love the Tiesto. Caleb Scott version. Uh, no, this is, I mean, both versions are great, but yeah, it's really become something that all of Philadelphia has really rallied behind. So I feel like just because the Phillies have taken it to another level, it belongs to Philly now. Sorry, Boston. 
<laughs> well, it does. Look, hey, Boston uh, failed to get past the Astros. They failed to get to the World Series. I mean, look, well, remains to be seen if the Phillies will get past the Astros, but they did get to the World Series. They did adopt it a lot more. I can't remember seeing a bunch of videos of, of people celebrating to that song last year in Boston. So you're right. It is entirely now the Phillies, and it's uh, entirely thanks to Kyle Schwarber, a guy who's who's a leader amongst men. And, man, any club clubhouse he goes to, he makes it a better place. He's a tastemaker for sure. Um, he's a great personality. And yeah, I mean, leaving the park after game three, uh, I saw like a group of probably teenage boys or maybe like no older than 20, but they were, they were super young. They were climbing all over statues. They were singing, dancing on my own. I'm like, yeah, exactly. To your point, did not see anyone in Boston doing that. So Philly has just, it's, it's part of the culture right now. <laughs> We have to talk about some more of the crazy stuff uh, that you've seen here. And I've in just seen a bit, stuff. <laughs> you, you, you've lived a life here down there. I've lived a life. In the last couple of days. Uh, I did not realize that the Phillies had a chance before that loss last night um, to make some history and go 8-0 and at home in the postseason. A yeah. couple of teams have gone 7-0. and uh, They, of course, will not do that. Maybe they go 7-1 and now. Uh, but they also had a chance to break uh, a record set by the 2007 Red Sox. Sorry for uh, Rockies fans out there. Uh, Sorry, Rockies that. fans. This will hurt. But throughout that postseason, uh, they had a plus 39 run differential at home. Phillies were kind of behind, you know, a, a decent amount. They were a plus 27 entering last night, uh, tied for second most with the 87 Twins. Uh, that, of course, uh, they're, they're, they're well behind that. But, uh, hey, maybe tonight uh, they can win uh, by six runs and, and – uh, own second place uh, in that capacity because uh, we, we, we know that the uh, citizens bank park can be fueled by the fans uh, so much so that it can register seismic activity game three. Wow. Susie, uh, you contribute. You did that. You did. I that. contributed. I contributed. I was part of seismic activity, but yeah, I registered at Penn state Brandywine's seismic activity meter. That's not the correct term, but you know what I mean. But when Bryce Harper hit that home run, it it literally registered as an earthquake. <laughs> and the Alec 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 Bohm uh, one also, I think, yes. you know, registered a little bit. Yes, um, right afterwards. Did that register as an earthquake too? I guess yes, like a it did. That one. one also registered a little bit smaller, uh, a little bit smaller for sure. Still. But also just being there. Yeah, I guess I really haven't talked to you since that game. But being there and watching all of those home runs happen. I was shocked. I was just like the home alone face, <laughs> like absolutely could not believe what I was seeing. And I know a lot of Phillies fans were just as shocked as I was. Wow. Did, did any of the Philadelphia newspapers, they, they should have run with that. Maybe that information didn't come out until um, earlier in the day uh, on Wednesday, but uh, mm -hmm. that would make for a good headline earthquake and like that's, that's it. Like that's a good way to describe the vibes in the ballpark for game three. Yeah. I didn't see that seismic information until the next morning. So it's probably too late for those headlines uh, for sure. But yeah, it was, it was some good stuff. It was a really electric atmosphere. And the vibes are so good that people are committing less violent crimes. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't see this. Okay. All right. Here's the breakdown. So literally the Philadelphia police department, 
um, announced that violent crimes were down thanks to Philly sports. Uh, zero violent crimes in the city on three different days over the last three weeks. <laughs> Eagles beat the Cowboys. Phillies uh, knocked out Atlanta to advance to the NLCS. And then Phillies beating the Padres to advance to the World Series. And maybe uh, also on uh, Tuesday night as well. Monday and Tuesday, we could have had a little spillover. We talked about uh, sales of merchandise. Violent crimes also, maybe uh, maybe we're at a low on the other end of the spectrum. But we'll have to wait to find out about that. That's That's Philly. That's beautiful. You know what? It's so nice to see that we can all just put everything aside to really appreciate what's going on in Philly right now. Um, That's hilarious. I had not heard that. That's too funny. It is. But yeah, I've been busy, so I haven't been able to commit any violent crimes. That's it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, uh, as you very well know, uh, mm-hmm. has six. They have six home runs this postseason. Philly's record is seven by Jason Worth back in 2009. Did that in 15 games. Do you think either man? And there's they've got uh, potentially three more games here. Do you think they tie and or break Jason Worth's record? Ooh, tough. You have to tie, right? You have to think one of them. You got two bites at the apple, right? One of yeah. them's gonna hit one home run. Yes, I think I think they'll at least tie the record. Yeah, I think they'll tie. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're gonna see one guy tie and one guy break. Someone's gonna hit eight between those two. You know, my money's gonna be on fun. Yeah, I mean, again, just what an exciting World Series this is. What a treat for all of America. Yeah, it's actually the sixth time in postseason history that multiple players hit six or more homers in a single postseason. Most of the others, uh, including the two thousand nine Phillies. Uh, and on the other side, 2008 Rays uh, lost, oddly enough. So you'd think if you've got two guys that are super hot through the postseason, that's going to catapult you to a World Series win. Hasn't always been the case. Celebrities were in the house for Game 3, many of which we basically had talked about on mm-hmm. Tuesday. We're like, are we going to see this person? We hope to see this person. And it, it pretty much came to fruition. Yeah. Tim McGraw, McElhaney, as we know, he's he's been there the entire time. Glad we could pull him away from uh, from his soccer team uh, for a Phillies World Series run. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I could actually, from where I was sitting, we could see Tim McGraw in his in his suite in his box. So, I mean, I have a picture of him, but it's kind of blurry. But we could see him. We could see him from where we were sitting. Yeah, his uh, his father, Doug McGraw, of course, getting the final mm-hmm. out of the 1980 World Series. Carly Lloyd, great soccer player, was there. Mm-hmm. Ben Revere and Brad Lidge. And finally, we did see on camera, as as you pointed out, you're like, wait, 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 wait. How have we not, dot, 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 we finally got to see Kate Upton on uh, on camera. We saw Kate, Kate, Kate Upton in game four on TV. Had not seen her yet. Uh, she was talking to Miles Teller's wife. Uh, they're both models and actresses, so I'm sure they have a lot in common. So, but yeah, I couldn't tell. I thought they were sitting near each other, but then someone on Twitter was like, no, she's like leaning. She's like crouching in the aisle to like talk to Miles Teller's wife. So I don't know. I couldn't tell. I couldn't see that with my eyes. <laughs> do, we, do we see her tonight? You got to you gotta take the oh. over and say yes. I, I think we have to. I think the camera's got to find her. Unless she's like really hiding back far in some suite because she just wants to really focus on the game. Cause we yeah. know she's so supportive of her husband, Justin. So maybe we don't see her because she is trying to not be seen. 
and and she might be back somewhere that's a little more quiet for Knox. So exactly. Alex Bregman can, can bring her and Justin some good luck, uh, son of Alex Bregman. Uh, mm-hmm. Also some uh, celebrities there. Susie, do you know who this Colorado Rockies legend is who showed who? up to Citizens Bank Park for game three? Who was that? That would be uh, opening day starter in, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm forgetting the year now. I'm going to say it was 2015. Kyle Kendrick, former Philly. Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't recognize him. Oh, wow. How cute. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't recognize him without his, uh, his, his iconic Rockies uh, uniform that he's of course. so well known for, right? Of course. Listen, we've got a lot in common. We both have Rockies gear and Phillies gear. <laughs> That's it. Uh, speaking of Justin Verlander, uh, he's posing with people, uh, giving the middle <laughs> finger. That's, this that's great. great. I this like is that. great. This is great. I love that he's such a good sport. Um, and I love that Philly, listen, Philly loves this kind of behavior. So even though, yeah, he is on the opposing team in the biggest baseball game we have seen in more than a decade, Philly fans still want to meet him and they still want to pose for a picture, giving the finger with him. I think this whole storyline has been hilarious. If yeah, how about this? You want a stat? If Madison Bumgarner, were to either pitch tonight, or let's just say he goes to the World Series next year with the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. It's not that crazy. They got an interesting team. Uh, yeah. They'd have to probably do it like the Phillies did as the third wild card. But if Madison Bumgarner were to go out and in the first game of the World Series in his first appearance, didn't 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 record a single out, but gave up twenty three consecutive solo home runs. Do you know that his career World Series ERA would still be lower than Justin Verlander's? <laughs> Susie, 23 consecutive. That is, that's really brutal. And I feel bad for Justin Verlander because he does have just such a great career, but he just does not have it in the World Series. That is a really startling stat, Patrick. That was a great Patty stat. Yeah, that's, um, he's, we're brutalizing him here just, uh, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Uh, it, it, that's almost like my way of saying if you got yourself on the green, and it took you 23 putts to get in and you'd still win. You'd still beat your buddy. You'd feel pretty good about that. And you'd probably feel even better if you're wearing gear from uh, our friends over at Pins and Aces. Yeah. Uh, golf apparel partner of DNVR. Man, we what love a their gear. That was. Thank you very much. I oh, appreciate that. Uh, look, we get, we, I get tons of compliments from my transitions and people who wear Pins and Aces, they get tons <laughs> of compliments both on and off the course. They're based right here in Colorado. What could be better? They got polos, hats, golf bags. They've got beer sleeves and even Celsius sleeves as well. Celsius so depending, that's it. Depending on what you're drinking, you can store seven inside your golf bag. Keep your drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping on top of that. That's pinsandaces.com. Com. Susie, is the gut health going well? And if so, is it all thanks to Athletic Greens? Listen, you know I got those travel packs with me, so you know my gut health is doing just fine. I know a lot of people have issues with that when they're traveling. I got no issues. Absolutely no issues. And are you going with a Philly cheesesteak for breakfast? Or are you getting one of those gigantic apple fritters from Wawa? Oh, what my are you gosh. Going to for 
you can't have an apple fritter for breakfast. You need to have protein. You need to have I a know, protein. I'm an apple fritter guy. I'm not going cheesesteak. Hey, by the way, I, I did have a breakfast. <laughs> the apple fritters at Wawa are are fantastic. Uh, we'll have to I'll have to have a face off with Bucky's when Bucky's comes to Colorado. I'll start my day off with that after I get my scoopful of athletic greens and those 75 high quality vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens. It's how I start my day off each and every day, whether I'm looking to splurge and have some fun, or if I'm going out and I got a hard workout ahead of me uh, earlier in the day, uh, there's times where I'll go out. I won't even have breakfast before I go out on a long run. My stomach and gut health is totally fine. And that's all thanks to the balance I get from Athletic Greens. They want to hook you up. Uh, hook us up and give us a little credit when you go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. What they're going to do is give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ROC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's Bucky's versus Wawa. That's what we've got going on in this World Series. What is the better convenience store? I've never been to a Bucky's, but I will be going to one soon. They are uh, they are building one in my neck of the woods here in Colorado. We'll see. Yeah, I mean Bucky's. I will. I have to say, Bucky's is amazing. It's just it's massive. It's ridiculous. It is just. It is just. It's kind of on some level a parody of everything you think Texas is. It's just, it's absurd. Um, but Wawa's are perfect. Wawa's are perfect. And are great. right now, I just have to say that, yeah, Wawa is just the, the winner in that. It's the OG. They're everywhere. There's more Wawa's than Bucky's. He did jinx. Wawa did, uh, incidentally, jinx the Phillies. Did you, did you see that uh, no. going around before the game? No. They said, hey, for every Phillies hit, make sure you take a bite of your Schwarber hoagie. It's Schwarber fest. And again, no hits. So Wawa, zip it. Just zip it right now. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. And also think of all the people who didn't get to take bites of their hoagies. There's just cold think hoagies of, out there? Think of all the starving Phillies fans out there. And if you donate just 99 cents today, you can help a starving Phillies fan in need. <laughs> That's right. Well, again, it's a cheesesteak for breakfast. You got the protein. So uh, it's it's Susie's breakfast of champions there a for that. cheesesteak is a much better breakfast than an apple fritter. And I'm concerned for you if you're eating just an apple fritter for breakfast. That's, that's my amuse-bouche. I'm just starting with that bad boy. Um, uh, the Astros, I don't think, really had too many cheesesteaks at all. They, they certainly didn't have, uh, what, uh, 25 uh, like our uh, like our buddy here in uh, in Colorado, uh, Mike Jasperson. Mm -hmm. But two different South Philly restaurants, Angelo's Pizzeria. I didn't get the name of the other one. They refused delivery to the Astros before Game Three and would not bring them food despite the fact that they ordered it. You know what? what? You okay, up? so I heard that one of those places actually closed at seven o'clock. So like they were they wanted food for after the game and. Uh, they were like, well, no, we're going to be closed like long before the game and we're not going to stay open because we want to watch the game. So that is what, so that's, that's what I have heard about one of the places that refused. It wasn't a matter of like, we don't want, it's not that we don't want to like feed you. It's like, we're not staying open just to feed the Astros. That's not what we're doing. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see if, if someone uh, takes them up on that, uh, the way Philly goes hard, they're probably not going to do that, but um, you would not have had, I have actually, I've, I've, uh, I flipped my stance on this next story. Did you see, uh, she did it in back-to-back -back games. Jamie Hoskins mm -hmm. bought, uh, she bought some beers, uh, 
for uh, game three. This one, this photograph was from game three, but then mm-hmm. in game four, bought 100 beers for Phillies fans. You know, that's pretty cool. She's been doing this throughout the postseason, actually. She's been doing it to celebrate, you know, whenever Reese Hoskins does something big, but now she's just been doing it for the fans of Philly. And this is exactly, I mean, this is. This is a great example of reading the room. She knows the way to the hearts of people in Philadelphia, and that is buying them a bunch of yinglings. Um, I think this is so fun. Obviously, they have the money to do this. This is just, it's good fun. Plus, you know I love buying around for a lot of people. That's true. To get to the Phillies fans' hearts, you got to go through their liver. Um, you got to go through their their fatty livers. A R is uh, is she checking IDs when she's giving these out? And B, imagine if you're in line behind Jamie Hoskins at a Phillies game. You're like, oh, what the hell? And now it's going to be 25 minutes until you can get somebody to crack open a can for you. I'm a, I'm almost a little bit frustrated. She needs to pre-order these. I don't know the backstory, but imagine getting in line behind her. Uh, just 100 beers, please. You know what? Well, I mean, it kind of looks like from that picture, she's just they're putting a case out there, and it seems like she's handing them out at the stand. So I think the people working at the stand are checking the IDs, and she's just giving them the beer that she already paid for. Oh, she's got a system in place. You're right. She has been doing this for a while. That's she's been good. doing this. You know, she's got she's got a system. She basically she and Aramark have a partnership right now. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, some Phillies fans put Astros baseball cards in the urinals at Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> I didn't great. see that. Obviously, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I don't know if that's ever been done before, uh, but it needs Philly to be fans, done a lot more. Philly fans are so creative. They always find a new way to just roast whoever they're playing against Rockies <laughs> fans hilarious. this goes out to you Rockies fans when the Dodgers come to town yeah you know, it doesn't have to be a Mookie Betts card it doesn't have to be like a Cody Bellinger rookie there's there's some some guys out there Tony Gonsolin even you know it, this card's not really worth that much nah. throw them get some old ones too as well if you need to go to back to some Billy Hatcher days or whatever throw some Dodgers cards in there that's a call out to Phillies fans uh we talked about the home run derby, uh, our two teams, on Tuesday, and I kind of had some fantasy booking saying, how great would it be if my team hits another home run and I go up 5 nothing, and somehow, some way, your team comes from behind to win, like game one in the Phillies, and guess what happened? Home run by Bryce Harper, the seismic home run, gave me a 5-0 lead, then boom. Schwarber and Hoskins all in a row to keep this interesting. It's now 5-3. I've got the edge, but there's still plenty to go for you to win this home run derby. This is great. I'm catching up. Yeah, we're having such a great World Series just between the two of us. This is incredible. But yeah, the very good. You should have. Yeah, you should have put money on this if you could have. Oh, yeah, I'm getting skittish now to do that. Did you see a green man? operating mm-hmm. a camera behind Kyle Schwarber. Can you explain that? I, I missed out on that. So, yeah, we saw him running out when the Phillies were taking the field ahead of game three. I took a video and I posted it on my Twitter, too. My only guess is that he was wearing that green costume, so it would be easier to edit the green man holding the camera out of footage. That's the only explanation That's I can think thought. of. Yeah. But his camera is still there, so his camera you can't necessarily edit the camera out. So I'm also wondering, was this a guy that was just like, Hey, you know, he talked to his boss and was like, I'm going to go out there in the green man suit. Maybe he might've just done that for that. I don't know. 
He might have cool. just done it for fun. That's the other thing. And also, he was still wearing a hat. And I did see when he went back to the camera well, because he was on, you know, the, um, you know, the left field side of the, you know, he was, yeah, he was on the, the third baseline. So when he went back to that camera well, I was right over there. I saw him take the hat off and give it to someone else. So almost as if he was like borrowing someone's hat. So I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> he might have put the hat on so that security didn't tackle him. Because they'd be like, there's no way this is above board. This, something's not right. They totally would have taken this guy down. But um, yeah, I mean, um, Kyle brings up a great point in the comments. It's, it is an always sunny reference. But so like that's, yeah, again, what I'm assuming is that he did it for the bit. But also, you know, green screens are very common in all kinds of film production. So maybe there is a functionality to it. We don't know right now. And I want to know. I love speculating it. That's it. Kel thinks he's just doing it for the bit. I think it was for the bit. I love the bit. There's a camera behind the cameraman. Why are there two cameramen together following each other? I've never seen a cameraman train like that. It's for the bit. I'm I'm going it's, the bit. It's, That's my uh, guess. You know what? I'm leaning towards it's for the bit too, but I want more information. I uh, want Philly, all of the information. Phillies fans aren't doing anything for the bit. This is just how they are. You got to hang out uh, briefly with Mattress Mac, and here he is looking very happy, uh, very mm -hmm. confident. He's got his Houston Astros shirt on. He's loving life. Uh, but then things took a turn for the worse for Mattress Mac. Yeah, I got to say, so when I met him, you know, we were just, my dad and I, before the gates open, we were just doing a lap around the stadium. And we heard murmurs. Oh, my God, that's Mattress Mac. So I, I look and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is Mattress Mac. And he's with a whole posse. He's got one guy just holding a cell phone camera, filming everything that's happening around him. And, you know, I go up to Mattress Mac. I'm just like, hey, like, welcome to Philadelphia. Nice to see you here. Um, and he was so polite. He was just like, you know, the typical like Southern gentleman, just like soft-spoken, so kind, um, wished him luck in his endeavors. And that, so I was very shocked to see the video of him dropping F-bombs at Phillies fans after game three. I just, I got to wonder what, what people said to him. <laughs> very, very saucy. Yeah. Also, I love, uh, I love Ambassador Hunter going to the world series saying welcome to philly i live in cololado but welcome to philly mattress mac i like it you're an ambassador wherever you go i kind That's of nice. am i kind I like of that. am thank you i like that that is not a bit but yeah mattress mac for anyone who doesn't know i don't actually i, I might have some details wrong i think he's just a guy who like he just bets a billion dollars on the astros to win the world series every year and i no, think no, he gives away a bunch it. of there's mattresses there's... right he gives there away a bunch of stuff they win as well so, yeah, if the Astros win the World Series, if you bought furniture from him, you're going to get your furniture for free. And I guess he also makes this happen in part by betting millions of dollars on the Astros to win the World Series every year. <laughs> and he'll lose a lot of money. But if he wins, he he wins a lot of money. So I um, so, yeah, that's the story. But I will say, um, I don't know if you and AJ talked about this on the show yesterday. I didn't get a chance to watch it. But AJ mentioned in our chat that when he moved to Houston, he and his family met Mattress Mac. They were buying furniture. They had no idea who he was because social media wasn't a thing back then. And now that he's like this big famous person, he's like, no, like he's really that nice dude. So again, another layer of, oh, wow. Like what did Philly fans do to provoke him? <laughs> 
I, I can't wait. Uh, well, well, we'll never see Rockies Phillies in the World Series, but maybe if it's Rockies Astros in a couple years, you know, like uh, 2032, uh, we'll see Jake Jabs and Mattress Mac. Jake Jabs, of course, the guy who runs American Furniture Warehouse. Got to give a shout out uh, to our to our own Colorado uh, furniture guy as well. Uh, you got to uh, hang out with a couple guests of the show, Todd Radom, who was mm-hmm. there. Uh, I imagine. Uh, designing all kinds of different things uh, for logos and patches. Mm-hmm. Uh, our homie Jackson, who uh, he had a pretty uh, momentous uh, couple days as well, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he was making some TikToks with some famous people. He got a um, he got Miles Teller in one of his TikToks. Um, I believe he got to work with Derek Jeter. I didn't see his post yet, but I might just be behind. But yeah, he's um he he got that Capital One hookup there. He got to go to the World Series. He got to meet some celebs. He's making that content. He's a great ambassador for baseball too. I like that. You got to see the Breckenridge Brewery Clydesdales. Um, you saw a couple <laughs> astronauts. I love this. I love this costume of the astronauts. It just it's like it just meshes it all together, and it may never make sense ever again. You might not be able to like wear that and have any kind of relevance, but right now it does. What a costume! Yeah, you know, I saw them on TV when I, of course, I rewatched the game yesterday. Um, I rewatched Game Three yesterday. Um, so yeah, this is perfect. It was the day after Halloween too, and they they got so much attention for these costumes. They made those, which is also so impressive. Yeah, I, I would guess uh, the team store would have astronaut outfits. They don't. Uh, they don't have them. Can confirm. <laughs> You did ask. You asked. You're like, all right, I guess I'll just get a jersey with 22 and the Susie Hunter on the back. Yeah. Are you sure? Can you check back stock? Maybe is there an end cap that has an astronaut outfit on it? That would that would have been nice. Uh, I think that would have been good. And then you met Toucan Dan. What? Yeah. I don't know what this guy is all about, but on his jersey it says Toucan Dan. I think he's just a he's a personality in the Houston fandom. But yeah, he had the cowboy hat with the uh, two cans on the side of his head with the straws going to his mouth there is just so many characters on all sides of the fandom there's there's someone uh, with an utley jersey and a cowboy hat on but behind him oh yeah uh, that, <laughs> there's too wild. much going on there Easter too much egg. going there it is uh, i didn't even really notice him until just now <laughs> uh quick game five preview as we said Syndergaard uh versus verlander Ledmus diaz he's two for eight in his career versus uh Syndergaard, really really the only one who's been effective does have a home run uh he's been cold all postseason but maybe yeah, he gets the job done and again uh, i i sort of uh asked aj this yesterday you know which aaron nola would we see and he said eh, we're gonna see the one from uh from game one he's gonna get knocked around Hey, shoes on the other foot. What Justin Verlander are we going to see, Susie? The one from game one who also went five innings and gave up five earned runs or the one from game 161 in the regular season when he twirled five innings, did not give up a run and struck out 10 against the Phillies to close out the 2022 campaign. Which one are we going to see tonight? I think the version we're going to get of Justin Verlander will be closer to what we saw in game one. I And it's not his fault. I think the Phillies are just going to be on fire. I think they're really going to bring a different energy tonight after getting slapped around so much in game four. Yeah. I, I think the Phillies will win tonight. Had them in game three, uh, had Houston in, uh, in game four, uh, just, just, they're gonna, wasn't, uh, 
they're going to keep it interesting. They're going to keep oh, it going be. back and forth, and we're going to go all seven. It's but yeah, this is, this is a must win for Philly because it's going to be it's going to be tough to to keep this up in Houston. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be hard to win uh, two. But I mean, that's the thing. If you're down three two going to Houston, all you got to do is worry about winning Game Six, obviously. But then it's it's just a crapshoot. Yeah, you don't have home field advantage for Game Seven, but it's Game Seven. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Strong rumor. Couple couple rumors out there. Phillies are going to wear the powdered blues in Game Five tonight. Brad Heard Lidge. That rumor. Brad Lidge uh, got the final out in 2008 World Series, also pitched with the Astros. Is going to throw mm-hmm. out the first pitch and Taylor Swift for the national anthem. Can you? Which of these are rumors? Which of these are facts? If Taylor Swift is singing the national anthem and I'm not at that stadium, a part of me will die inside. Okay, so we need to we need to verify if this is a fact or if this is a rumor that I made up. We need to know. So is that are, ru- Patrick, that, this is not at this point. This is not funny. If you are just making up rumors about Taylor Swift, you need to tell me because you've we got need to cross the through. line. I you think cross. there's at least one rumor in here. Um, I, I did read Brad Lidge throwing out the yeah. first pitch. Okay, that makes sense. We know he's in the ballpark. Matt Gelb of the Athletic has been saying it for a couple days. Powdered blues in Game Five. I've seen that. Yes, I've seen that. So that can't be a rumor. I I guess the Taylor Swift thing. I I wanted it to happen. It probably is. And Jasmine Sullivan, R and B artist, is scheduled to perform. But is Taylor Swift waiting on deck? I don't know. That's why you got to tune in tonight. Listen, they uh, swapped up the uh, uh, national anthems for game three and game four. I guess there must have been a scheduling conflict. So, I mean, who knows? But there's a chance. It's kind of doubtful that I'm going to be able to go to tonight's game. So if Taylor Swift does sing the national anthem and I'm not there, I would I would actually be so upset. I would be inconsolable. But I know we do have to. So we got to wrap this up anyway, because we all got to get get ready. It's going to be another big one. Hey, it's be another I, big one. My, my advice would just be go to the ballpark. Even if you don't have tickets, you can wait up until an hour until first pitch, use the game time app, use the link in our description, mm-hmm. save up to 60%. That's how you got to go. So if the rumor starts to build and build and build from this podcast and this podcast alone, boom, you're going to get in and you will not be inconsolable because game time tickets will provide you with the ticket hub ticket hug that you need love that let's hope it all works out um and also good news though i'll be back in denver tomorrow this time tomorrow i'll be getting ready to land in denver so i'll be back in time for my Susie show at five o'clock in studio with super producer kale making it all happen so that'll be fun i will be back That's great. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies, as we always do. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And look, you know what they say about momentum. What do they say, Patrick? <laughs> they say even if you hit five home runs for a World Series record, you could get no hit the next day. And also that we'll see you tomorrow at five. Well, Susie will. <laughs>